Hello, my name is Anthea and welcome to Out of Frame, a podcast series dedicated to recording the stories of creativity from local Perth Hills artists. Joining me today to talk about giving a second life to items in the form of mosaics is Kath Whiteside. And Kath, how are you today? Well, thanks, Anthea. Very excited about this interview. I'm very honoured. And so, Kath, what sparked your interest in mosaics? Um, initially, I did lead lighting. Okay. Yeah, and then a friend of mine came to me one day and she said, I think we should dabble in mosaics. Well, I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. So we started off doing it and I'm hooked on it and she's not. So I've done it for about 20 years now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah so she's just given up. and um, But we keep in touch. Yeah, about, that's yeah. the best way to do it. Yep. And what do you find is your greatest source of inspiration? Um, I just love nature and I love trees mm-hmm. and uh, I love recycling things okay yeah so most of my pieces are done by using just leftover stuff like tiles that you find on the side of the road and people give me broken okay. plates and things like that mm. yeah because I was going to ask how do you source your materials yes uh, heaps of people give me stuff now and you've seen my shed so it's yes <laughs> it, really it full is of stuff. very full of stuff <laughs> and um yeah and uh, I just um swap meets I love going to swap meets okay not so much now with COVID and that spoiled it you collect all sorts of things at swap meets True, true. Fantastic. Mm. And I guess, like, if you accidentally break a plate whilst you're doing the dishes or something, it doesn't matter. It can no, just it go matter. in the pile. That's right. I've got a cupboard, a cupboard full of coffee mugs. <laughs> but yeah, when that breaks, I'm going to do this with it. You know. Yeah, you're you're prepping it's for prepping for <laughs> yes for another project. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. you get a really nice yeah. plate or piece of cutlery or something, and you're just like. Whoops! Oh, it broke. Oh, oh what, a <laughs> what a shame! shame. I now have... I have to use it. <laughs> I have been known to drop a few cups because <laughs> I love using coffee mugs because they've got a nice round shape to them. Oh yeah. So they go around something easily. Hmm. Okay, well, that's really cool. And so, what are some of the special tools or materials um, used for mosaic art? Um, the tools are tile nippers, mm-hmm. glass wheel nippers they're called i don't have many i like to limit myself okay yeah but as i've gotten more advanced with my work i've bought two saws a torus saw and another one that just you put water in it and if you don't stand on the right side of it you just get showered with water (laughs) okay (laughs) it's really funny and i've seen people with raincoats on 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 the internet Mm. raincoats and the water's just going all over them yeah just a couple of nippers will do you. A hammer, and, I would think. Well, no, I don't break my tiles like that anymore oh, okay. because you get pointy bits. If you hit a tile and you hit it with a hammer, oh, it goes pointy and I don't like that look. Okay. So I just nip my tiles. Mm. Awesome. And so how difficult is it to work with the materials? And some girls find it really hard with the tiles because their wrists aren't strong enough, but I'm pretty lucky I've got strong wrists, so okay. it doesn't worry me at all. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that after maybe you spent a couple of hours working on something that your wrists will get quite sore? No, 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 because I've done it for so long and I, I oh. do it a lot. Oh, okay, <laughs> so it's kind of got the movement. Yeah, down. it's just yeah, and there are you learn little knacks how to cut tiles easily, and there is a tile scorer that you can buy, which I've got a couple of, and you just score the tile and nip and sort of oh, I don't know what you pinch it at the end, and it just breaks straight. Okay. So that's pretty useful Yeah. if you want straight things. But I don't usually like straight things. Um, I like curly bits. <laughs> curly bits and yeah. sort of more natural forms. More natural, yeah. And so how do you go about your creative process? Well, it usually comes to me at night while I'm sleeping. 
Like I have a pen. You bolt out of bed and you're like, I have no. an idea. <laughs> no, I actually don't do that. But I'll have about nine pieces maybe in the shed. And you've seen my shed. There's some pieces everywhere. And I think, oh, what am I going to do next? Well, it doesn't come to me straight away. Okay. So I never usually have a plan. I sort of a little bit of a plan, but it always changes. So when I find something that I haven't seen for a while, like in the shed, like a, you know, a container full of stuff, I go, oh my goodness, I can use that. Okay, so you don't so really it's, it's like, draw out something I, on no, paper I don't. before? No, I would never do that. Never? Okay. No, it just, it's in my brain. Oh. I've always loved art, and uh, I used to do china painting. Then I did stained glass, of course, and um, okay, so now this. So china painting as you would paint onto ceramics? Oh, onto, um, yes, onto oh, china. Awesome. Yeah, but that, you know, that was time-consuming because you needed to put layer after layer after layer on it. Mm. With mosaics, you just cut the bits and stick them on. <laughs> <laughs> and so how much time does it take to complete an artwork? Well, if I'm on a roll, I can do it in... Um, maybe a week, a couple of hours a day, mm -hmm. yeah. But when I don't know exactly where I'm going with it, I've had pieces in the shed for um, over a year mm -hmm. that have just sat there waiting for... That right moment. Some, yeah, something to work in my brain to tell me what to do next. Mm -hmm. mm. And do you have any particular pieces that you really like to work with, like particular colours or patterns? No, I just have a go at everything. Yeah. I do like working with tempered glass, and that's the glass that you, you break and it shatters like a windscreen. Okay. But it's not the same sort of glass because that's laminated glass. You've got to get tempered glass that breaks into little tiny bits. Mm -hmm. And you can then put down a piece of material, glue that to your substrate, and then put the tempered glass on top of it and the material shows through. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get a really lovely effect. And so do you ever create a hidden message or a meaning in your artwork? No. No? Just make it because no. you want to? I, I just do it because I want to, yeah. I hate commissions because then I have to do that. Mm. It's not what I like to do. I just like to do what I want to do. Perfect. You were part of the Mundaring Hills Open Studios. Was that your first ever exhibition? No, I have exhibited pieces at Horton Wines a few years ago. Okay. Yeah. And yes, this was my first major exhibition where people actually came to the house to see my work. And so what was it like when you put together your first exhibition then? Uh, the one at Horton's? Yes. Oh, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. And um, people came like from overseas. Oh, really? Yeah. And I had a piece in that exhibition that was made from a piece of uh, Wedgwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, panini, I think it's called, and made a kookaburra because the pieces look like the feathers on a kookaburra. And at the same time, they had a Wedgwood representative come from England. Oh, really? And they had an ex like a little talk at Horton Wines and they actually noticed the kookaburra on the wall and could not believe that I'd broken a plate <laughs> to, to make the mosaic. <laughs> but I hadn't actually broken it. It was given to me. But they do. That, that particular pattern makes really nice feathers. So I've made lots of kookaburras and little owls and things like, like that. The Edgewood plate. Wedgewood. Oh, Wedgewood. Wedgewood. Wedgewood, yeah. Uh, quite expensive plates. Yeah. Oh, but well. I don't, it doesn't worry me that I break up expensive plates. No, it made a beautiful yeah, form of artwork. Yeah, yeah. And I made two little owls and I called them out of, uh, I've made them out of Tim Tam coffee mugs. Oh, okay. Right? And you know the words Tim and Tam are on there. So I, because they're nice shaped like in a rounded shape, I called them Tim and Tam. And a lady from Japan bought them. 
<laughs> so cool. they went back to Japan. How interesting is that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting thing with art that you might create it and, you know, mm. we're in Perth and then someone can come from yeah. any corner of the world, fall yes. in love with it and take it back I know, with them. that's interesting. We also had an exhibition there, Philomena Masters was raising money for um, mental health mm -hmm. and we had to mosaic a duck. Okay. Yeah, so I did quite a few ducks and... And one was them, this a sculpture or was no, this No, those wooden ducks that you, you, you see them in the shops, they've got, you know, there's oh, yes, wooden I know ducks, the you know the ones, yes. the long necks and that. And um, I'm called one Millie, oh, I can't remember their names now. Anyway, one of those went to America. Oh, cool. So my work's all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite exciting. I'm just, this is all coming back to me now. I forgot about those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favourite creation? I just love doing trees. Um, okay. Are you ever afraid or concerned about being judged by others or worried about your creativity is perceived by no, other people? No, never. No? No, because I do it because I love it and I love what I do. That's there good. are a few pieces, though, that I've done that I totally hate. Really? Yes. But somebody else will like it. True. And that's what I always think. Someone's going to like it. So, yeah, most things I find very hard to part with. Oh, okay. And I do actually teach a few girls in Mahogany Creek. We, we call ourselves Moggy Mosaicers. <laughs> and I've always told the girls that to part with a piece just when it's finished is really, really hard because you've put all your yeah. effort, effort into it. And it's sometimes hard to part with. But if you wait about a year, it's easier. Oh, okay. Easier to so part with, the, yeah. And that's I, I guess I you would have made uh, some other pieces. You've, yes, so in between. the attachment yeah. sort of shifted it a little. Shifts, yeah. So, okay. yeah, so don't part with it straight away. Unless you want to. I mean, true. Yeah. But then also, like, you spend so much time making this. Enjoy it. Yeah. Take it yeah. in. Be proud of it. And yeah. then once you've enjoyed it, because, right. you know, you've made it and should be proud of it, then you can give it to someone or release yeah. it. I yeah. guess. A lot of things I've given away. If someone say, says they like it, they're my friends. I go, well, you can have it. And they feel funny taking it, but I'm happy that they've got it. Okay. Because then I can make space for things. Yeah. Now I have more <laughs> wall space for more things. I do have a room, um, another bedroom in this house that's absolutely full of my mosaics. Because one thing I do find is hard to promote myself. Okay. And to put it out there for sale. Okay, so, so do you find more that you don't know how to go about promoting yourself um, or that Perth being a fairly small community is sort of difficult to build up um, a customer base? Well, I've never really tried to do it. Okay. But I have put a few things on Instagram and they sold immediately. So oh, okay. I feel that I could do it if I really, really wanted to do it yeah, that way. Yeah, you just need I a could, I social need, media manager or something. That's probably what I need. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. The Hills Open Studios was good because I sold about a third of the things that I had. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the whole back patio was full of it. People just couldn't believe that I had so much stuff under my bed. I always <laughs> tell them it's always under the bed. That's where just I store it. Pull it out, dust it off. Yeah, but I, I know I should get out there and try and sell a few more things. But I guess back to the storage thing with mosaics, they would be a bit easier, I would think, to keep than another painting because you don't really have to worry about light damage yeah. or water damage. That's right. Mm -hmm. Or anything like the only real danger to it is if you drop it. That's right. Yeah. But even then, that could turn into an interesting piece of artwork <laughs> yeah, in its own right. A crack in a place you didn't really want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, no, storing it's very easy. Yeah. Okay. What do you do to keep yourself motivated and interested in your work? 
Uh, whilst during the COVID uh, lockdown, because of my age, we weren't to go out yes. anywhere. I was just in the shed full on, non-stop. And I just created so much stuff that I lost a bit of interest okay. after that because I was doing too much of it. Mm. But I just love it. I love to recycle. I just love to create something out of something that's broken and yeah. usually going to go to the tip because I can make it into something pretty. And giving it a second life and Yes, a second life. It. That's right. Yeah. And so on that, so do you think that your creative endeavours sometimes isolate you or does it help you to connect with other people? Uh, no, it doesn't isolate me because I've got the Moggies that we go to every Thursday afternoon and then we have outings and then I'm a member of Mance, which is the Mosaic Association of Australia and New Zealand. So that's the exhibition that's coming up soon oh, in cool. Fremantle. So we've got a few pieces we're exhibiting down there. So we have our little um, groups that we go, you know, Join visit people's and houses. To. And uh, last week we went to 2J. A new lady up there joined our group and... Um, we went to see her work. Everyone's work is different. Okay. And you can pick people's work. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you think that it's all going to come out the same, yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's all just shattered tiles or... Yeah, and, and a lot of people that have the wrist problem with the tile nippers, they, they work in glass. Oh, okay. Because it's easier to break. It's thinner and, it's, and your piece turns out lighter. Whereas if you use tiles, you've got to be careful that your piece is going to turn out really heavy and you know, you've got to hang it on the wall. Yes. The hook's got to be strong enough and everything. So, yeah, there's a lot of mediums that you can use. If you, I, I've been known to just go out in the driveway and scoop up some gravel <laughs> and stick that as a base, you know, for the ground in, okay. a, in the mosaic. I mean, it's not using tiles or anything, but it's using what's there just something to spice it up a little yeah yeah a little bit different on that with the different mediums and how heavy it can be mm. so do you find transporting your artwork can be sometimes difficult then well no because i try and keep my pieces to a not too big yeah yeah keep and it manageable I, manageable if i do a bigger piece i haven't done many um put glass in it as well as tiles and it makes makes okay. it lighter kind of evens it out yeah and also the substrate that you use that's the back backing board um we've gotten onto this stuff called backer board but it's light they use it in showers okay so and it's full of foam so it's really really light so you're halfway there you can put tiles on that and you know it's not as heavy as using a piece of wood say perfect yeah Mm -hmm. There's lots of nicks, you know, different little tricks you can come up with. Yeah. Yeah. And you share your uh, studio space in the shed with your husband. Mm. Was there many <laughs> um, discussions about who gets how much area? I, it's interesting that you should ask that because I did not show you the white line drawn across. I noticed it. I actually oh, noticed you? the white line and I noticed a little circle with like um, a person can't walk here. That's right. Yeah. Well, one day I came home from shopping and it's always when I'm out he does these things and there's this big white line drawn across the shed. It's about a third of the shed and I wasn't allowed to go over that white line. <laughs> but you probably saw today that I am over the white line. Yeah, just creeping over <laughs> ever so slightly. Yeah, and the circle was the, uh, the symbol for women. Yeah, and it's no, like women no women allowed on this side of the white line. <laughs> That's his sense of humour. So, but it's quite cute. Everyone loves it. Oh, yeah. They take photos of it when they come to see me. <laughs> it gave me a good laugh. Definitely. And it even goes up the wall. <laughs> yeah, you didn't notice yeah, that, I did, did you? <laughs> yeah, but I, I do infringe on his um, space. 
Yeah. I guess that also can help with keeping your storage under control oh, yeah. in a way. Oh, that is true because I've often asked him when he gets that vintage truck fixed up, I want half of a shed. <laughs> but it's true. Then you'd have so much stuff, you wouldn't be able to find what you wanted. Mm. Yeah, it gets messy. And you saw it was pretty messy, wasn't it? Creatively Yeah, creative. Spread. It's creative mess. That's Creative what, mess. That's what it is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Creative chaos, maybe. Well, sometimes it's chaos, and then <laughs> I have a clean-up, and I can't find anything. The other thing I use a lot of is beads. Oh, yeah. Glass beads. So when we were going to the swap meets and that, I would just be buying beads and beads. I have another room in the house here full of beads. Oh, cool. I don't dare show you. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they just... You can put little sparkly things in your work, like uh, little diamond kind of things, it. and lift it a bit. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever use all my stuff till the day I die. I'll, my poor kids, when they go to clean up my stuff, I tell you. Oh, well, maybe they should take up mosaicing as well. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to encourage my granddaughter. She's a little bit interested. Keep mm. working on her. I will. And what are your plans for the future? Um, I don't really have any plans. It's just that I. I'll do it as long as I am able. Just keep... Because I love it. It's just something... It's like any hobby. Yes. It, it's a disease. My <laughs> mother used to say about knitting, and yet she'd buy all this wool. Well, I'm just getting tiles and crockery and stuff like that. It's a, a disease. It's, it, but if you love doing something, why not? Yeah, exactly. Mm. I'll still... I'll fill up the back room, my bedroom, with mosaics until one day they're bursting from the seam and I'll have to start selling them, won't I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Well, this has been an amazing chat, Kath. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Out of Frame. And a massive thank you to our wonderful guest, Kath Whiteside. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you can find out more information about Kath and her marvellous mosaics on the Mundaring Hills Open Studios website. Next time, join me as we discuss the distinct nature of light and varied scenery of Western Australia with Brian L. Ward.